Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to Good Guys Talk Back, a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Hosted by Nick Morowski and Pat Hester. Hey, Sox fans. Welcome to episode 156. I am Nick Morowski, and this is a local fan-centric Chicago White Sox podcast. Uh, Very excited for this episode. We are going to be talking with Lamont Pope of the Chicago Tribune in, in just a moment. Uh, but first, let me bring in my co-host, Pat Hester. Hello, sir. Hey, Nick. Happy uh, Tom Skilling Day. Uh, and for those that are going to be listening to this tomorrow and they're going to be under, you know, a foot of snow, uh, it is Snowmageddon uh, 2022. We've been talking about it for a week. I, I just, I tweeted out earlier, I don't remember as a kid people talking about impending snowstorms like this far in advance and people like, you know, going to Jewel Osco and buying everything off the shelf. Mm-hmm. It's craziness. Mm-hmm. It, it's all the new, the new tech, uh, Pat, all yeah. the different apps and all the weather. You, you can pinpoint when this thing is going to happen and how much it's going to happen and where that you can really create a lot of anxiety, panic. panic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, when he starts talking isobars, yeah. I just got to have to leave the room. I, I yeah. just want to see the birds and the finch talk and mm-hmm. the, the puffy cloud pictures that he likes to put up there. But yeah, I, I get it. Away. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk maybe more about that uh, later on. Uh, but first, folks, uh, we're going to bring in a Chicago Tribune reporter covering the White Sox, member of the Baseball Writers Association of America, uh, Lamont Pope. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Nick. Hey, Pat. How's it going? Fantastic. Good. Uh, we're, um, you know, we're talking weather. We're talking snow. We would like to be talking about a, a pitchers and catchers reporting very soon. Um, but uh, today's information that uh, we got about the most recent get together um, did not give me a lot of good feeling about that happening on time. I was wondering, uh, Lamond, if you could potentially shed some light on how really how far apart are the two sides and if you feel like there could be um there could be some sort of uh, agreement to get spring training potentially on time yeah nick i mean i i uh booked my hotel uh, a couple of <laughs> a couple of weeks ago but i but <laughs> but i have a can in my calendar have it already set a couple days in advance to go ahead and make sure that i cancel <laughs> because because that's the way that these talks have gone i mean these yeah. sides they're just not very close um yeah i think i mean I, and I, I feared from the from the beginning when when the owners began the lockout uh you know i thought back immediately to the 2020 mess that we all had to go through during uh during COVID. baseball had the, the opportunity to be the first sport back uh but then you know baseball being baseball uh Things became very contentious between between the sides, and and it wasn't until the end of July in which we were able to uh, see the first first game. And so, my fear from the, from the beginning with the lockout was that um, it was going to be a situation where we wouldn't have any conversations for a month or so. <laughs> and, and sure enough, well, we've had what four uh, on core issues for discussions between the sides on core issues um and they remain far apart on some of the on, the, on some of these key issues i mean you know t- talking about you know one of the one of the big things that uh the, the players association players association wants they want uh um minimum you know, for, for, for some of those younger players those uh, first those rookies uh second year third year players you know, they want that minimum uh, salary uh bumped on up and and the the, the owners side they've 
uh, their number is different than the than the player's number, and so that's one area. Um, you know, uh, they've they've talked about obviously um, things like you know there, there's going to be we we should you know there's there's probably going to be a, a larger playoff system, but you know the the, the players want. 12 teams, the owners want 14. Uh, you know, we're going to get universal DH, so that's something that both sides, you know, that, that's, that, that looks like that's going to be on the way. Uh, but, you know, even the, one of the big ones, obviously, is the uh, the luxury tax. Um, uh, they're, they're far off. You know, the, the Players uh, Association, I think, you know, the reports have had them uh, 245, whereas the uh, Major League Baseball, at first, when they when they started, they wanted to lower it, lower it, and now they've kind of, Push it on up to about two fifteen or something like that around around that around that area, and so that's a that's a big and with their number they want a larger penalty if a team goes over that that cap, and so that's something that these two sides are going to have to read on. Um, as far as another one, uh, a situation with. Uh, you know, they're, they're just there's just anything and everything mm-hmm. that that the, that the two sides want you know, they, they just can't come to sort of any sort of agreement and so it's a situation where it's going to be a while before uh before this thing gets hammered on out um and and I'm not feeling very all that optimistic about uh spring training starting on time yeah oh boy I don't want to hear that well Lamont I want to talk about obviously baseball's got problems it's it's had problems for many years the average age of fans is 57 years old so my question to you is if any regular season games are missed does that even affect the popularity amongst the younger fans in any way shape or form anyway yeah that's a good question i mean i you know i'm i'm optimistic that uh we're going to be in a situation where we're going to get a full 162 in um yeah I, i think that you know somehow some way i'm maybe maybe i just just maybe that's me just hoping (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) but but i I think it's going to be a situation maybe maybe it might be where you know you might have to bump like that first week that first week of games back to like the you know end of the season or something of that nature um but but i'm 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 fairly confident that you know or fairly optimistic i should say that that i think these two sides know realize that uh you know having gone through as a fan gone through uh, the 94, 95, you know, the 94 strike, uh, wiping out the world series. Um, yeah, the, and just the, the lingering effects off of that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 number of fans that didn't come on back afterwards, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, the game, obviously the popularity hasn't been, you know, it is, it, it's, you, you want to get as many games in as possible. You, you don't want to have this sort of, this sort of stoppage. And so I think, you know, major league baseball, you hope is smart enough to know, uh, and to recognize that they can't afford to, to have one of those seasons where it's going to be a shortened season or where you're going to be um, kind of scrambling, where this is going to be the news, uh, you know, come uh, the end of March or, and, and come early April. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all of this kind of coming after uh, the whole Hall of Fame voting uh, situation that happened. We see David Ortiz uh, get elected. We see our guy, Mark Burley, get enough to stay on the ballot. But guys like Clemens and Bonds and and Sosa, it's very polarizing when you talk to different fans of of where they stand. And I think that to play with uh, Pat's previous question and how old they are, the different ages and fan base have different opinions. And some are so strong uh, that they're not going to waver. I'm just curious about uh, your thoughts and and where – uh, what what should we do with Bonds, guys like Bonds, Clemens, and, and Sosa? And then do you see a path for Mark Burley eventually uh, getting into the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I mean, I you know, 
I'm still, let's say I've, I've been on the beat. I officially took over in um, uh, the summer of uh, 2019. And so you have to have 10 full seasons before uh, you become a Hall of Fame voter. So I'm a little ways away still mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, from getting that vote. But, you know, just as a fan, as someone who, who uh, you know, has been to Cooperstown a couple times, uh, visited the hall, um, you know, um, one of my favorite, one of my, you know, as, as a, as a writer, as a reporter, uh, one of the coolest things that's, that's ever happened to me uh, was af- in the aftermath of uh, Lucas Giolito's no hitter. I got an email from uh, the Hall of Fame, and they they wanted my score uh, card from that game, and so wow. so I got a little plaque behind the behind me that's from uh, from the Hall of Fame uh, commemorating that you know that they have my uh, my score scorecard from that uh, from Lucas's no hitter. Um, so so you know. Love the Hall of Fame, um, and and, you know, and for me, uh, watching Barry Bonds, watching Roger Clemens growing up. I mean, it was quite, like Barry Bonds is the best ball player that I've ever seen. <laughs> like yeah. hands hands down, mm-hmm. uh, not even close. You know, uh, you know, just 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 a marvel what he was able to do uh, on the ball field. Uh, Roger Clemens, one of the better, one of the best pitchers I've ever seen, um, and so. You know, it's it, it's one of those situations where you know, I, you know, I think, and you, you know, you mentioned uh, the fact that David Ortiz uh, was able to get on in in his first season, and he was someone who had, you know, the, you know, was on in, in that 20, 2003 Mitchell report, and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know that the commissioner um, has since sort of, you know, given him a clean slate and everything of that nature, and some of the voters uh, pointed that out when they uh, voted for him. Um, but it's a situation where it's like you know Barry Bonds, one of the one of the best players that's ever played this game. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's a it's a. I, I would have I if, 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 if honestly if I had a vote I would have voted for him. I would have mm-hmm. voted for Clemens. Um, you know, again, you know, even even someone like Manny Ramirez, even you know, like uh, those guys. What I saw that they were able to do uh, on the ball field, um, you know, just stands on out. Um, and, but I understand people that have the, the sense that's, that, you know, said, I'm not going to vote for these guys. You know, they, they, um, you know, they, they, they did this and, and I'm not going to vote for them. So I understand where they're coming from, but from my perspective, like if I, you know, just, just watching those guys play on a day in and day out basis growing on up, um, you know, I, I knew that, you know, in my eyes, they were among the elite of the elite, um, on a day in and day out basis, and so I thought that they, you know, deserve to be recognized from that standpoint. But it's yeah. you know, it's, it's it's something that you know we're still going to have to deal with in the in the upcoming years as well with uh, with Alex Rodriguez as well. Yeah. I mean, here's mm-hmm. you know he's a, he's another person that's going to be on that ballot. You know, it's what it's going to do for uh, some of the other guys. You know, that 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 you know, like a Scott Rowland or some of that nature, they're going to get a, a better chance at getting on in now because because uh, you know there's no more. Clemens, there's no more Bonds, there's no more Sosa on that ballot to kind of clear on up, you know, guys that like to, to do the full vote of 10 players or something of that nature. So, so it'll be really interesting just to see how, and it might help someone like a Mark Burley as well, you know, yeah. somebody that's going to be like, you know, the fact that he's been able to stay on for these first couple, um, you know, that's all you want to kind of do early on is, you know, stay on, remain, you know, then have people kind of give that second look and that third look. And, you know, I, I think he's going to get more votes as the time goes on. And it's going to be a situation where, if if he doesn't um, get on in through the uh, writers, you know, one of these committees as well, I think they're going to really take a little, take a really positive 
uh, viewpoint on on Mark Berlin, you know, and take a look at his entire career and, and how that's matched on up. Uh, you know, I know everyone's, you know, the, the fact that the, the way that we kind of measure pitchers um, as far as the hall is concerned is, has changed over time. We don't, you know, wins don't matter. You know, it's, you know, you don't have to hit those, those, those big marquee numbers, the, the, you know, 300 wins, the 3,000 strikeouts, those things that used to, you know, they have mm-hmm. to have those check marks mm-hmm. to get on in. Those those numbers have changed the way that starting pitching pitching has evolved. And I think that the, the more time that those guys and people have the opportunity to look at, take a diver, deeper look at uh, someone like Mark's numbers, I think that it's going to help them get more and more votes along the way. That's great to hear. Yeah. Suleiman, obviously, you know, the writers are, are, you know, doing this voting and uh, a lot of them have posted their, you know, how they voted uh, and and it caused a lot of controversy and and sparks some interest too. And my question to you is, you know, when you do have a vote, um, would you post it and and make it public? And how do you feel about other writers posting and making their votes public? Oh yeah, Pat, I I, I definitely would. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. I think that's only fair. Um, You know, I I know with a lot of, a lot of writers do is that they not only post it, but then they also have like an an article that goes along with them Mm -hmm. trying to, trying to explain their vote and, you know, Mm -hmm. what what was their process going on through it. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I think that's the most fair thing to do. Um, You know, having the opportunity the last couple of years to vote for some of the, uh, yearly awards, you know, the uh, last last year, well, in 2020, the uh, um, Cy Young Award, and then 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 last year, uh, the MVP Award. You know, um, you know, and those those votes are made public, um, and so you know, for me, that there's a process, particularly this last year, doing the MVP. Um, once I found out which category I was voting in, you know, I, I had a sheet. And every single week, I would go on back. Here's my ten right now. Here's here, you know, here's here, here, and here another five or or ten guys that that might be in the mix as well. And I would kind of, you know, every single week make sure that I went on back and kind of reevaluated where where I was with my with my vote. And so, you know, that, you know that that's something that that I that I enjoyed having the opportunity to do. And yeah, that, that's something you know definitely want to try to be as transparent as possible uh, when you're doing something like that. When, when it's something like a huge honor for those uh, players and those individuals as well. Yeah. Uh, want to uh, switch gears to uh, this team. Um, we are so excited to watch this 2022 White Sox team. I feel like they can uh, really make some magic happen. Uh, there's some holes to fill. Um, a, a guy that uh, you had a chance to talk to recently, Yasmani Grandal, he we didn't get all of Yasmani last year. He was hurt, uh, but when he was right, boy, was he dangerous. Um, he, he had a, a surgery this past offseason, and I know with the lockout, it's been difficult for him to maybe go through his normal schedule. I wonder if you can just talk a little bit about what impression you got from Yasmani about uh, how he how the rehab has been going and, and what he feels like he can really contribute in 2022. Yeah, it was a, it was a great opportunity to catch on up with uh, Yasmani. You know, as you mentioned, uh, getting getting that knee worked on as well. Um, you know, he's in a place where it's 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 an odd situation. Obviously, with the the lockout, one of the things that um, players can't do uh, is communicate with uh, like coaches, and so he hasn't had the chance to talk to uh, Ethan Katz or 
uh, Jerry and Aaron or um, or Kurt Hasler. And so so he said, you know, that, that's been a little bit of something different because he likes to be in communication with all those guys kind of going over things. But he has had, obviously, the, the chance to catch on up with all the pitchers on the staff. You know, they, they've been sending him videos. Uh, they've been sending him other things, you know, kind of kind of talking about that process. And so so he's still making that sort of connection with uh, with the guys that are on the rotation. But then, you know, obviously, you know, as as we know, you know, who else is going to be added on in? You know, what, what's that all going to look like? So so we're still kind of, you know, that's that's one of these things with the lockout with uh, not knowing exactly what, you know, the, the, the rotation or the, the staff is going to look like as a whole. And they're still kind of building from that standpoint, you know, guys in the bullpen particularly. Um, so that's, you know, that's going to be an interesting kind of kind of tool once this uh, lockout ends, just, you know, how quickly can, you know, these teams, the White Sox complete the, the remainder of their roster. Uh, but as far as just uh, what to expect for Yasmani going forward, I mean, you nailed it as far as just, you know, when he came on back um, from the injury, I mean, he was locked in. Right. I mean, that, that, you know, that was the guy and he, and he recognized from that standpoint, you know, he, he said, you know, there, there are times when, um, when it, when when the situation sort of calls on it for me to be more aggressive, I can be more aggressive at the plate. And we were able to see that. You know, he he was locked on end. He he went. He swung for the fences, and he was able to. You know, he was able to connect, and he be, he became, uh, you know, that that big bat in the middle of the lineup uh, that the team really needed at those moments. And so, you know, it's going to be really interesting if if the team is at full strength, if if the team is at you know full healthy, where you where you have a, a full season of of Eloy, where you have a full season of Luis, um, you know, where, where you can kind of get those sort of situations where, where guys can kind of get back into their kind of defined roles from that standpoint, where you're not trying to do too much, where you're just trying, you know, just try to do your job, do what you're, you know, sort of like move, advance, advance, advance. And, and so, you know, that's a situation where if, if the lineup is able to be as healthy as it can be, you know, that, you know, then guys can kind of go back to doing, uh, a little bit of everything that he's been able to do as far as getting on base and, and then swinging, uh, you know, being that RBI guy when the team really needs it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mine, you, you mentioned something uh, just briefly there and, and talking about filling in some holes and talking about the bullpen and Liam Hendricks has recently gone on the record saying he'd like to have Craig Kimbrell, Kimbrell back a, as a teammate in 2022. So my question to you is, you know, if, if, um, if Rick Hahn doesn't, hear what he wants to hear is the worst thing that can happen. you know, have him be on this team. Can it work? Can it, can he be a fit in 2022 or do you have to move him no matter what? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think that they're probably leaning towards a trade. You know, I mean, you know, the, 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 it's, it's, it's not every day that you hear a general manager mention a, a specific player in, in trade talks. And, and so that kind of, uh, you know, the, the alarm sort of went on off when we were at the uh, GM meetings when he when he mentioned that, um, and and the fact that you know when on December first when we had the chance to let last opportunity to talk to um, to Rick, you know, one of the things he mentioned as well is that the trade market hasn't hadn't been as you know buzzing and hadn't been as picked on up as as much as you know, obviously we saw all those deals that were made, being made through free agency down at the wire. And so, so I think that, you know, that's one of the, one of the things that the team has, has planned. They, you know, they're, they're going to try to try to fill some of these holes that they have um, maybe, maybe via trade. And, and obviously someone like Greg Kimbrell is, is a major chip. I mean, you know, he, you know he's so comfortable in that, in that ninth inning role. Um, um, and I think that, you know, the, 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 that's, a, that's a situation where if, if the White Sox can, can find a situation where they can find a place where he can be that ninth inning guy, 
um, and get something good in return, that that's going to be their first option. Uh, can it work? Um, you know, it, it, you know, when when Rick mentioned, that, you know, the possibility of you know having Craig come on back as well, it might be a situation where you might have to kind of reconfigure some of the things in the bullpen if if that's going to be the situation because uh, you know it might be it might be a situation where well. When when they first got him, right? Well, that's that's one of the things that they first said. It was like, well, it might might be a situation where today Liam's going to be the ninth inning guy, give him a day off, and then Craig will be that ninth inning guy. That's that's not how it ended up being. It ended up being mostly Craig being that eighth inning guy, and then Liam being the ninth inning guy. Um, so so that, you know, there might be a situation where they can kind of uh, have both those guys in that sort of sort of role, give them those give them that day off to kind of refresh and then kind of go back at it, but. I think that the the the, the main thing that they're going to try to do is still try to try to work out a deal to kind of uh, help you know help Craig Long where he can get back to that ninth inning role on a day in day out basis and where uh, the White Sox can get something that can help fill out some of those holes as well. Yeah, uh, there seems to be a, a few guys that I, I just feel like they have to make a decision on. Uh, or package up in a deal. Um, uh, one of the guys that gets talked a lot about in, in different fan pockets and on social media is Andrew Vaughn uh, and his value. And, you know, should he be traded or is this a guy that the Sox should stick with? Uh, I'm on the I, I'm on the wagon of Andrew Vaughn. I want to see what this guy's potential is. Uh, my question to you is where will we see him play? He needs his at-bats. Is he going to be in left field? Will he be in right field? There's folks throwing out, well, he might be a second baseman, or is he going to be a DH? Where is he going to get his at-bats in 2022? Yeah, I mean, that's one of those questions for the White Sox as far as what's going to happen in right field. Yeah, that's one of those positions that they still have to kind of figure on out. You know, obviously, um, yeah, Andrew had very limited experience in, in the outfield uh, prior to – uh, last season, you know, when when Eli went on down, they were like, "You're the guy on <laughs> left mm-hmm. field," and and he and he looked like a he looked like a left fielder. You know, they, like there there weren't many times in which which you're like, "Man, this, this that's a first baseman playing playing left field." I mean, I thought that he did a really nice job uh, playing playing navigating throughout there in the outfield, um, and so. You know, you have him as an option in right. You have, uh, you know, Gavin Sheets. We're just talking about players that are you know, currently on the roster. Uh, you know, so you have Andrew, you have Gavin Sheets. Obviously, you, you re-sign uh, Garcia. Um, you have Adam Engel as well. And so so you have those guys as options there for, for, for right field. You, you, you need somebody to be the DH as well. Um, and so, so I, you know, I think there's going to be a situation where you're going to get enough at-bats between, you know, playing the, playing the outfield, being a DH, uh, subbing in at first base from every now and then, you know, I mean, I, you know, figuring the White Sox, another, another question. Yeah. What, what are they going to do at second base? You know mm-hmm. I mean? You know, um, yeah. you know, I think uh, Garcia's versatility is such one of his strengths that I don't know if you want to have him locked on into to one particular no. situation, <laughs> one particular spot. And so, so, you know, I mean, yeah, I still think second base, I still think right field, um, you know, the bullpen, obviously, you know, it's still, you know, it's particularly when you move, um, Michael Kopech back into the starting rotation. Um, you know, so, so does that mean that um, um, Garrett Crochet kind of becomes that plays that goes in that Kopech role? You know, obviously you still have uh, Ronaldo Lopez who can kind of do both as well, kind of kind of start on on a given day or also help on out in the pen. But you're still going to need some bullpen help. 
Um, and so, so yeah, there, there's there's still some there's still some major questions as far as that's concerned. And yeah, what, you know, how exactly does Andrew fit? How exactly does Gavin fit into that mix? Just you know, you know, Rick was very confident that you know there, there's going to be the the possibility there's there going to be enough times to get those guys a number of good at bats there. But we're going to just have to see how that all mm-hmm. works on out. Yeah. yeah, Lamont, uh, last one for me. And, and again, thanks for joining us today and, and uh, giving us some of your time. Uh, you mentioned some uh, major questions. Somebody that gets majorly questioned every day on social media is Yohan Mankata. Will he ever be able to live up and and satisfy this fan base? Because I feel like there's a Twitter war every day with Sox fans on on what he is or where he's at in his career. Well, I, you know the the, the Yohan Moncada of 2019 was the guy that you know, was the, was the potential that everyone was hoping for, right? You know, mm-hmm. day on and day up. I, I like the progress that he's obviously made defensively at third base. He's mm-hmm. he's become that guy that you know. I thought that he he. I was kind of surprised that he wasn't one of the finalists there uh, for the Gold Glove Award. Um, but offensively, you know, I, I think that we saw in 2019. Uh, what Yohan can do on a day in and day out basis. Obviously, 2020, uh, you know, the, coming down with COVID and, and just really being affected by it all, you know, all season long. Um, you know, that 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 made a major impact on him. But it, it, being able to go on a day in and day out basis here in, in 2021, um, you know, I, I think that the the, the I think he's going to produce. I think he's going to pr- be able to be that guy that's going to be uh, an, you know, a number three hitter in a lineup he, he has all those he has all the tools he has all the talent uh, we saw it firsthand in that 2019 season and there's nothing uh that that i see that, that can prevent him from from doing that once again and so yeah. so i you know I, i'm i'm someone who you know i, I think that Johan's going to be a fixture in that lineup and i think he's going to be you know i think he's going to have a really big uh, 2022 season mm-hmm. hope so uh definitely hope so uh We'll uh, get you out on this one. I'm really curious, Lamont, how difficult it was for you to do your job in 2021 with all the constraints and everything happening, um, you know, surrounding COVID and all of the Zoom interviews. And I'm wondering what you hope changes. I'm sure everything, but what do you potentially see could go right in 2022 for you covering the Sox? Yeah, I mean, you know, after, you know, the... uh, it, it was it was great in 2021 getting back to a situation where uh, we were able to at least um, get some one on ones with with the players down on down on the field before games things of that nature. Um, it was great just being in the ballpark with fans again. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. you know, after after going on through uh, the 2020 season, you know, the, you know, particularly, you know, and, and I think it was noticeable even particularly there in the postseason when uh, you know I remember just being being there in Oakland and uh, just how quiet it was. And then obviously going to Houston uh, this, this past year. And I think, I think that was something the players recognized as well, just how, how, you know, as much as you can get, you know, um, amped on up and, and it was the playoffs, it was the postseason in 2020, but you know, it was a different sort of atmosphere in 2021. And so hopefully the players learned um, from, from that experience as well. Um, you know, it's, it's going to be one of those things where, you know, you, you obviously, as a reporter, you you always hope for for more more access, more ability to to have chats with with players, because because it's it's not as much as just the um, the the interviews sessions. It's 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 just having the conversations with the guys, because that's when you really just get to know them. Um, that's when that's when they really get to know you as well. Um, and so you kind of kind of just form those type of relationships on a day on and day out basis. Uh, the more that you just have the the chance to chat, say hello. 
say, you know, say, ask someone how, how they're doing and things of that nature. And then kind of, and, and there might be a situation where like, like for me, you know, there, there might be a story idea that's kind of brewing. Um, um, and then it, it might, something might pop into my head. Oh yeah. I want, I want to ask Tim something, but, but, you know, if, if it's not his particular day, you know, the, to, to talk for that particular day, you might not be able to get them for a couple of days. And so, whereas in the past, you know, if they're in the locker room, you have that opportunity to go and chat with them and, and ask them that just that one question that you might have. And so, so a little bit more of the, you know, that nature, just, you know, as much of an opportunity to, uh, to ch chat with the guys and to, uh, to kind of bring as, you know, uh, many unique and different stories for for the fans uh, to read, and you know, have that opportunity just to kind of tell the story of the uh, 2022 White Sox the best that we can. That's that's all. That's all I hope for is just to have that opportunity once again. Yeah. Uh, well. Well. Thank you so much. Uh, I am a, a Tribune subscriber. I am. I am. Uh, been reading your stuff, and it, it's been a pleasure having you on. And thank you so much again, talking White Sox with us. Oh, thanks, Nick. Thanks, thanks, Pat. Anytime. I really appreciate it. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah, thanks, uh, thank, thanks a lot, Lamont. Uh, that was Lamont Pope, Chicago Tribune reporter covering the White Sox. He's a member of the Baseball Writers Association of America. You can find him on Twitter and and read his stuff uh, on the Trib. Um, really, really great stuff. I, I we love talking to the to the reporters, to the folks that you know, are in there in the trenches, so to speak. And uh, I really enjoyed that conversation, Pat. Yeah, Lamont, obviously very generous for this time. And and we always thank our guests for for giving of their time to us. A couple boobs on, on a podcast, right, to, yep. to talk to us. I You know, I love his perspective on, you know, what the bullpen is going to be like and where it needs to go. And basically talking about the organization just wants to do Craig Kimbrell, almost like a solid, like mm -hmm. we know you need to be in the ninth inning. We're going to find you somewhere where you can be in the ninth inning. So, uh, yeah, loved it all. Fantastic. And if, uh, if you're not reading his stuff, you should start reading it. Uh, subscribe, get yourself a, a Tribune paper. We're delivered right to your doorstep. Yeah. Get the digital, uh, subscription as well. You can read all of his uh, stuff. And uh, he had a really interesting sit down with um, Yasmani Grandal and Yasmani Grandal and Tyler Flowers. Uh, there's a name for you. Wow. Are, are starting this uh, this company, this advocacy towards uh, safety uh, for like catcher's equipment, like mm. better, better equipment to help uh, protect people, especially up and coming baseball players. Uh, and then along with that articles where a lot of uh, the conversation, you know, centered on Yasmani's injuries and, and what kind of happened last year and, and where he's at right now. And what we forget, and, and that article reminded me, and I'm glad Lamont spoke on it, is when there is this lockout, um, Yasmani is prevented from talking to a lot of people in the White yep. Sox organization that can help his rehab, perhaps, mm -hmm. you know, from this injury. Uh, but he can still talk to pitchers and 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 get video. But what I'm a little worried about, and and this is you know just because I'm a worrier, is yeah, yeah <laughs> with this delayed potential spring training. If, if it doesn't start on time and it just doesn't look like that's happening, we'll get into it in a little bit. What is that? How does that affect someone that's rehabbing? You know, you know, uh, but that's true, Nick. But. 29 other teams are going to deal with the same thing. Yeah. 
So it's not like it's it's exclusive to the Chicago White Sox. Every team there and and there are many players that are rehabbing and doing the same thing. So again, you you're you're all in the same boat. It's going to be a challenge that everybody has to overcome. Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, Yaz is instrumental. He's another guy that uh, you know if he could stay healthy and he could be right, uh, a ma- well than more than a majority of this upcoming season great things are going to happen for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a, you know, a big question mark is backup catcher. You, you know, my feelings on Collins. Um, and I, I, I think this, this needs to be, um, he, Collins needs to show up this year. You know, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, that's easier said than done, but it doesn't look like the Sox would be going after any backup catchers anytime soon. Um, but it's almost like if Yasmati goes down, it's like, we got Collins and that's, yeah. Uh, or, or Sebi, I now you're not confident in that. I, I'd like to talk to someone at some point that really knows what a swing should look like. To me, Zach Collins' swing just looks so long and looping uh, of a swing that it's it's just not short. He's not quick to contact, and I think he, you know, for all this power that he says he has, he never really shows it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I just feel like it's this big, long, looping mm-hmm. swing that is very easy to navigate and get out. Mm-hmm. A good point. That's something to think about having a swing instructor on. Uh, we, we should do that. <laughs> right. It's not me. Yeah. They'll, they'll probably come on and I'll, I'll ask that question and they go, actually, he's got a nice short, quick, compact swing fat. I don't know what you're talking about or what you've been looking at. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. We'll, we'll start getting a short list of names that could come on and talk to us about that. <laughs> I uh, leave that to you, Nick. That, yeah, that, I will. That I'll, I'll, a, I'll get I'm a more of an idea person. You're more yeah. of an actually executor and getting things done. Yeah. Uh, what I did, though get out of that conversation and same thing that we get from a lot of folks that we've been talking to lately is there's a lot of question marks still with this team Mm -hmm. you know where's Vaughn going to get the playing time what is going to happen with sheets what are they going to do with second base I mean I thought Lamont hit it right on the head about Lurie yeah you know he's got uh so many different abilities you know, he can play so many different positions and he can come up big for you, but I don't know if he's going to, if he's really the guy, you yeah. know, to, to, to take a majority of the, of the time at second base and, yeah. and, and go against these teams. Number one, number twos, yeah. I think he's just going to be, you know, overmatched. We've seen it. Uh, so what are they going to do there? What are they well, going to do with the bullpen? I, I don't know. You're absolutely right, Nick. I mean, not one of these uh, guests that are, are plugged in to this team like nobody else has come on and said, guys, don't worry about this. This is going to be the plan. You don't really see it right now, but th- these types of things are going to happen. And don't worry about what's going to be happening in right field because Sheets and Vaughn are going to tune out there and it's going to be fantastic, <laughs> right? Nobody's yeah. come on and said they're, they're thinking the same way we are. I mean, they've got two wise. As well, so yeah, um, it, it, a, a majority right. of it is about the season. A lot yeah. of optimistic uh, feelings towards 162 games. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting though into the to the point of well, what about a full spring training? And and I don't know if you need a full that spring training's long, man. Yeah. They, they play a lot of games. Um, so obviously there was uh, some some get-togethers between the uh, owners and the and the. Uh, players today it did not go very well um reading some of jeff Passon's stuff as a lot of people i know have um and this is some of the stuff that Passon tweeted and wrote about 
the meeting between the Major League Baseball Players Association and MLB is over. Uh, he was talking about this on Tuesday afternoon. Little progress was made. The on-time opening of spring training at this point is in grave danger and frankly would take a miraculous deal coming together to rescue a delay feels inevitable. Mm -hmm. um, so that that's uh, no good. Well, I mean, it seems to be the trend anyway, Nick, these days that every league is shortening their preseasons and, and things like that. I'd be interested to know, you know, not, I, I'd love spring training baseball more for the, the fact that uh, of actually going out to spring training, right? That's a, it's a fun little trip to do going out to Camelback Ranch, spending a couple of days watching the White Sox. It's warm. It's Arizona. You play a little golf. That's great. But do the players really need the entire spring training anyway? Because spring training in the old days was used for, okay, you've been, you've gotten fat over, over yeah. uh, the winter. It's time mm -hmm. to get back in shape and get ready to go. These guys typically these days don't need that time to quote unquote, get in shape. So do they need all the time? Probably not. Would I like to still see it start in time? Of course I would. So, um, you know, again, I, I don't know that it's going to, uh, be a major detriment to the everyday players if they don't get a full spring training to I would say to some of the guys that are a lock to make the team it might not be a big deal you know some mm -hmm. of the guys that are making decent money that can set up their own training facilities in the off season and they've got their own private trainers they've got their own you know workout areas uh you know hey I'm getting my work in anyways this yeah. is a 365 sport um, I think it is going to be a problem for the guys that are on the cusp that, that need that coaching that maybe need that veteran leadership from other guys. Uh, and the, and they want as many opportunities as they can to make an impact yeah. on the, on the socks. That, but that's how many spots on the field, Nick, are there really going to be true competitions for, well, if, you know, if, the, you know, the bullpen path, there's always that's, guys that that's that about pop. the only spot I would say it, there, there's going to be real true competition or, or if you don't have a uh if you don't have right field and, and second they don't. Really figured out well right now they don't but i'm talking about as they as right. they say spring training sure. is happening if you are going into it and going well we're gonna have uh leary compete with some giacomo from from triple a for the i mean we're in a bad spot then Nick, honestly yeah, well you're uh you're right. Backup catcher, bullpen, um, you know, those last few guys on the roster as your utility guys, uh, those are those are competitions. And it's also chemistry. You know, I, yeah. I think for going back to the Asmani stuff uh, and, you know, we don't have any terribly new arms and we've got, you know, a new arm and Kopech's kind of new, but it's to get the, the pitchers to get on the same page with catchers and, yeah. and pitchers to learn from one another and get mm -hmm. Ethan Katz in there and start working his magic. Mm -hmm. uh, th that's the stuff that need, needs time. The conditioning mm -hmm. stuff, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you need that much time because you're already working on it. But It it's should be in the, the White Sox Run Club if, they're, if they well, need some conditioning. Well, sure. Uh, get Bruhan Luke and, uh, you know, he's, I mean, he is on top of it, man, of what you need to do and how you should be doing it. I didn't he's, get the invite for that, by the way. I don't, I, I must've missed yeah, out. They must've yeah. saw my profile and said, no way this, this fat bastard's doing anything. <laughs> you, um, you just kind of have to be aggressive. Be, be oh, aggressive. Okay. Um, be aggressive. Got it. Yeah. Not, I'll make a note for that for next Yeah. Week. 
Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, I'll no, give you some, yeah. Yeah. Now maybe you could be my trainer. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will. There, yeah, absolutely. If the, if there, if this is a serious uh, lockout and we've, if me and you will, I'll, I'll be training you up to get at least oh, a 5k boy. in uh, at oh, least that's 3.1 miles. You can do that, buddy. All right. Just, just get me up the stairs without being winded, Nick. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, short goals uh, first, small goals. Anytime you like, anytime you talk about me, like carrying you or trying to get you someplace, just, I think of the great outdoors um, where it's like, they're carrying John candy out of the steakhouse <laughs> All right, now, I, now, now you've used me and compare me to John Candy. <laughs> for people that have never seen me, I, I am I am not. You're nowhere close. You're not. You're Candy. But you could still uh, you wander into a steakhouse and take you know take a challenge if you wanted. Yeah, that's true. But you know, that's what I say with friends like you, Nick. I mean, who needs yeah. enemies? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you know, hey, uh, I I sure hope uh, things. You know. It, I hope it gets figured out. It doesn't sound good after today's uh, meeting. Um, but you know, there's other things uh, to discuss. Um, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about something that we were hoping was going to get everybody uh, geeked up for the season. Um, you know, we're talking about our live in-person trivia, Pat. Ooh, baby. Um, uh, I, I still think this is going to be a good precursor to the season. Uh, March 10th and March 24th, Pat and I are going to be hosting live and in-person Chicago White Sox trivia uh, at the Rock Island Public House in Blue Island. Uh, it's a 7 p.m. start. It's free. You could play as an individual. You could form a team. Um, come on out those nights. It's March 10th and it's the 24th. We're doing uh, some bar trivia, some White Sox themed trivia. You can go to Rock Island Public House's website. They've got our poster on the website uh, under their events. Uh, we've got it on our social media, uh, Twitter page and Facebook. Uh, it's going to be an exciting event. I think as it gets a little closer, uh, we'll start kind of maybe teasing some trivia questions a similar type of questions that we might be asking, Pat, mm -hmm. maybe dropping some of that uh, on Twitter. And maybe even I might throw you some some questions uh, oh, on one of these programs uh, as we get closer as well. Did you just say programs? Did you, <laughs> yes, programs and we're going to be in a restaurant? <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I, I love uh, it. And you know, and I started yeah. as we were watching the uh, championship Sunday, we started talking mm -hmm. about, you know, possibilities of, of some prizes to give away yeah. for the winners yeah. so we'll, we'll yeah as we get closer we'll start talking about giving away some stuff too and hopefully enticing people to come out and uh yeah it should be a great uh great event looking forward to it looking forward to meeting a lot of folks that uh you know we don't uh we don't see very often yeah uh and, and i i hope the weather is uh it's it, i hope it's better you know it's going to be march you never know what to happen in march but i hope there aren't these these snowstorms that are going on i mean this is still this is definitely snowstorm season right now, Pat. Uh, I'm not too worried. What's happening right now, it, it's supposed to be bad. You know, stay safe out there, folks. Uh, but this is expected, right? Yes. Uh, Fe February here. 1st, be February tough. 2nd. Um, now, March, different story. But I have been to home openers, Pat, uh, late March, early April, where there has been snow. There have yes. been uh, flurries. Yeah, so, which which uh, just begs the question: Should we just push back the season a little bit anyway? <laughs> which which I'd be in favor for. 
we are going to be on um we are going to be on the uh 108 podcast oh on on Thursday coming up. Uh so if you're listening to this before Thursday, we have got uh, such a wonderful opportunity. We've been asked to jump on with the uh the guys from the 108 and uh, we're going to be talking to them Thursday night. If you're hearing this after Thursday, it will be recorded, it will be available. And uh, one of the one of the uh, guys from the 108, it might have been Beef Loaf. He threw out a question recently about like basically like what temperature would stop you from going to a to a game. And and I could even I, I'll reference home opener because that's usually when it's the coldest. Mm-hmm. Is is there a is there a temperature pad, a degrees, or a situation that would deter you from going to the game uh if it's a home opener not really there's not much that's going to deter me from a home opener but it's amazing to me i've I've always said this i've gone to plenty of football games in my life and been at a football game when it's 30 degrees and not bad in an eye but there's something mentally that when you're at a baseball game and it's in the 30s or even in the 40s you're like what the hell is going on here this is freezing so uh i don't i you know it's more the uh the precipitation you know, if it's cold out, I can manage it. If it's cold and it's at on and off like a drizzle, but they don't yeah. call a game because they're like, listen, we got to get this one in. This mm-hmm. team's never going to be back here again. <laughs> you know, it's like we got to yeah. we got to make this. Yeah, they're work. not coming back. No. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, the, the, the precept is is more of a issue for me than than really the cold. Mm hmm. Yeah, I, last, uh, last year's opening, uh, home opener, uh, that one was delayed because mm. of, of rain and just uh, crummy weather. And then I think we battled some on and off kind of drizzle. And, and fr- I don't know if it was freezing drizzle, but it was cold. Mm. And, and there was rain coming down. That was the big uh, Your Mean Mercedes uh, bomb oh, yeah. game. Um, remember him? Remember oh, Your Mean? <laughs> who, who, is that a burger? <laughs> it was. It was. Uh yeah, I you know I the, those those types of games I think you can throw the weather out. It's like it's a holiday almost. Yeah. No, um, I, I, but but matter. random random like April games. I mean I, I'm a I'm a walk away. Yeah, but I could see folks driving in. You know, thinking about that 7 p.m. start. It's early April. It's mm. going to be like 37 degrees tonight. Mm. I don't know if I'm sitting. I don't know if I'm going to sit there out no. in the stands for that. Or you're just uh, hanging out in the bullpen sports bar. Sure. It, you know, absolutely. anywhere to stay warm. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you, but I would love to uh, push it back just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, top, you know, we're going to, we got a bunch of things we're going to be talking with the 108ers uh, about. And one of the topics I think we're going to really get into, Pat, is, is kind of where this competitive window is. And mm-hmm. if it, if it falls, how, how, how much is it determined on Giolito? And and you also look at Yasmani Grandal, and I think he's gone after what twenty twenty three. Yeah, um, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, there's that 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 time frame, you know, and then you look a little bit after and TAs. I think after twenty twenty four, perhaps. Um, you know, you look at that window, and, and why is it so you know heavy on a guy like Giolito? And what does that say about the organization? And you're getting into some of those things with them on Thursday. I, I'm looking forward to. It. I know you and I both have some strong opinions on that. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be fun talking to them. Obviously, White Sox Twitter wor- royalty that we'll be on with. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm I'm always just happy to ride your coattails because I wouldn't be asked to be on if it wasn't for you. 
Well, you are um, one of the smartest, uh, most passionate Sox fans that I know. You're also a dear, dear friend of mine of, of over 20 years. So you and I speak our own language, really. So <laughs> the language of twins. Uh, I'm just sometimes maybe more out there with it. You know, maybe yeah. I just stuff it down people's throats and I'm like, oh, and maybe people are sick of it. I don't know. I think there's a, I think there's folks that are like, okay, I'm with you on that though. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. We're going to have the conversation. I, I'm going to try that. really hard to take more picture of my food um, and post about that yeah. and, uh, you yeah. know, increase my followers. Everybody loves a good pizza shop, man. I know. Uh, I, everybody I, loves a good pizza. Mine doesn't last long enough for the picture to happen. It's usually disappeared. Okay. <laughs> It's like, oh, uh, I forgot to take you, a picture of this. You got a plan. You got a plan. I'm, at, I'm bad yeah. at planning. Yeah. Um, well, that that'll be our that'll be our week. That'll be Thursday, and then and then we'll be back uh, hopefully next week uh, yeah. with another good guys talk back uh, episode. Uh, we're we're at this man. We're we're helping you through this lockout. Uh, there's always stuff to 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 get off the bone, man. As a Sox fan, you know. Again, I I always have people saying. I, I can't believe you're, you're, you know, you guys keep, keep recording episodes and there's not a lot going on and there's not, but if you're a diehard and you can't get enough of this team, it, there's always stuff that you can pick apart. I, I, there are uh, five questions on my list that I had uh, from Lamont I didn't get to. So there's always more to talk about I, and I never get to them all. I always have more than I know I'll yep. need just yep. in case, but to me, there's always something to talk about, something to cover, somebody, some way, you know, a different opinion. Maybe it's a similar question than we asked to somebody else, but getting somebody else's perspective is always, I think, an interesting thing. Um, always a pleasure, buddy. Always a pleasure talking sacks. Yeah, with you. stay safe out there. So you, you, uh, I know you have to brave the weather to go into work. Perhaps. So, we'll uh, see. Be safe. And for yeah. all those listening tomorrow, I hope, uh, you know, don't, uh, don't be a hero. Get a, get some young kid to shovel your driveway <laughs> and, uh, and, and cheers to everybody looking forward to, uh, seeing everybody in March and, and continue to record with you, Nick. Yeah. Uh, want to thank Lamont Pope, uh, Chicago Tribune reporter covering the White Sox uh, for his time. Follow him on Twitter. Read his stuff at Chicago Tribune and uh, subscribe to the 108, uh, their YouTube uh, page. Uh, that's where we're going to be on and uh, check them out if you haven't already. Uh, they are uh, they are a blast. Uh, looking forward to talking with them. Uh, on Thursday, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Good Guys TV. We've also got a Facebook fan page, and you can find this podcast everywhere you find your podcast. Simply subscribe, and every new episode heads into that inbox. Hopefully, these conversations of ours continue uh, with your friends, your family, other Sox fans you know. Uh, pass this podcast along and give it that five star rating on iTunes. It really helps other Sox fans find us. Uh, for Pat Hester, I am Nick Morowski. Uh, until next time, go Sox.